Right here on 105.9 The Region. Today's show is brought to you by Meridian Credit Union. Expecting more for your money? That's wealth esteem. Well, thank you for tuning in today. We have a very special guest and an announcement. Candace Sampson from lifeinpleasantville.com. Uh, and she is our, also our What She Said travel expert, is going to be joining us as a regular host in the new year. We're very excited because... As every working mom knows, things get really, really busy. And Christine and I are very excited to have Candace on board, allowing all of us a little more freedom. How's it feeling so far? Pretty good. It's been pretty You've done all the hard, heavy lifting stuff. <laughs> <laughs> that will change. <laughs> okay, um, let's get to who's on. Um, according to Hunger Count 2019, an annual report released by Food Banks Canada, the rate of food bank use has hit a record high among single people. So this isn't the same face of hunger that we've been seeing over the past decade. We are going to be joined today by Kirsten Beardsley from Food Banks Canada to find out exactly what's changed. And Santa Claus may be coming to town in December, but if credit you're good. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I'm definitely on the naughty list. But credit card statements come in January, mm -hmm. and Francine Dick is a certified financial planner, and we'll have some timely tips for managing expenses over the holiday season. Speaking of the holidays, you'll definitely want to stick around until the end of end of this show for a very special performance by Viva Trio and Alisa Malatesta. Now they're all classically trained opera singers who have a Christmas concert coming up on November 29th at the Vaughan City Playhouse. So they're going to tell us what to expect. And I need to learn a little bit about opera. I'm really... I am such an admirer. Are you? Oh, I love... Oh, perfect. You can do that in there. <laughs> <laughs> and film critic Ann Brody will tell us what to watch and avoid at the movies this weekend. And we'll find out why Sixth Sense Spa and Nail Lounge is becoming a new hot spot in Vaughan. And if you're currently making plans for winter travel, Candace, you say Mazatlan should be at the top of our listeners list. And you're going to tell us what you need to know before you you go absolutely and before we go don't forget to follow us on social at what she said talk and download our free apple podcast so you can listen on the go what she said, she's powerful wonderful honest and lovable now back to what she said with christine bentley and kate wheeler Hunger Count 2019, that's an annual report released by Food Banks Canada, the rate of food bank use has hit a record high among single people. So joining us now to discuss this is Kirsten Beardsley. She is the Chief Network Services Officer for Food Banks Canada. So welcome to what she welcome. said. Thanks for having me. Single people, single person households now account for nearly half of all food bank users. That's 48%, up considerably from 38% back in 2010. Mm -hmm. um, first of all, can you explain exactly what classifies a single person household? Exactly. Yes. So these are single adults living alone without dependents. Mm -hmm. And really, this is a story about the vulnerability that these people have to um, low social assistance rates, the rising costs of housing and other essentials like uh, food, and the precarious nature of work. So when you're living alone, and you don't have two incomes, you're particularly vulnerable for, to things like a raised a, a raise in your rent. Mm -hmm. Or if you lose your job, there isn't another income to tide you 
you over when when you're going through tough economic times. Okay, so but this is a big change from mm-hmm. the face of hunger that we've seen over just the past decade. Mm-hmm. Why now? Well, what we're seeing is that there have been some positive uh, government policies that support families that are living with poverty and low income. So the Canada Child Benefit is one example where we're seeing this, the trend of children using food banks going down slightly, which is the good news that in this year's news, report. Right. Um, I think we can all agree that we don't want to see no. kids and, and families relying on food banks. But what we're seeing is that the policies that are being enacted aren't focusing on single assets. Adults. And so they're becoming increasingly vulnerable to tough economic times, to raising costs. We can see that um, people uh, with low incomes are spending 60, 70, 80, sometimes 90 percent of their incomes on housing. And so they're unable to afford other basics. So we're just seeing the affordability um, for people go down. And, you know, within that group of singles are people with um, who are particularly vulnerable. So we're looking at increases in people who have disabilities Mm -hmm. and seniors. So we're really concerned about some of the trends within that singles number um, that that show that people are particularly vulnerable. Okay, but I thought like the rate of increase of food bank use among seniors um, for the last three years, that's been outpacing any, anyone else. Yes. So um, adults over 65 is the fastest growing um, demographic wow. of food bank use. And again, we're very concerned about that. In general, Canada has had a good social safety net for seniors, but we're seeing, and so so they're underrepresented in terms of the proportion of the population, but they're still over, they're still growing fast, which is a huge concern. And again, it's it's the affordability. When, you've, when you're paying market rents, and when your food is going up and you're living on a fixed income, your income isn't keeping pace with the, with the cost. I imagine that there's got to be a huge psychological barrier to this, too, for people who, for the first time, are finding themselves in need. Absolutely. Using the food bank. And these are people who are not working. They're retired. They've right. worked in, and often are contributor, contributors to the food bank. You know, they were the people who were buying right. the groceries and putting it in the bins. Now they're in their, you know, golden years. They should be enjoying their retirements. And instead, they're finding they're vulnerable and having to turn to the food bank. And it is it is a, a hard thing to have to confront right. um, at any age. So, yes, right. it's very challenging. So- So where in the country are people most at risk of food insecurity? So I, to be clear, there isn't a single community or region of this country where people aren't at risk of becoming food insecure. Hunger lives in all of our communities. Um, Overall, there were 1.1 million visits per month to food banks across this country. Um, What you can do is go to foodbankscanada.ca. We've produced a map that looks at all of the different regions in the country and some of the um, indicators that would see what, what makes people vulnerable to um, hunger to poverty in your communities. It looks at things like uh, child poverty rates, um, the amount people are spending um, according to their income on their rent, mm-hmm. and you can see what that profile looks like in your communities. So what what brings people to the food bank can be different. It can be um, you know changes in um, in jobs, the job losses, industry changes. It can be you know child um, rates of child poverty, and you can look at that on that map, but it is a problem across the country from coast to coast to coast. Well, so, yeah, sorry, I'm just thinking with the holidays coming up, you'll have, 
now will be the time that it'll be top of mind for most people. And so when they want, if they want to donate or make the biggest impact, what's the best way to do that right now? Yeah, so absolutely. This is the time of year where we're, we're gathering with family and we're having sure. our, you know, our holiday meals. And, and it's always wonderful to think of others who, who might be going without. So um, what you can do is we encourage all Canadians to learn about the issue. I think it's in a lot of ways hard for us to comprehend 1.1 million visits to food banks a month. So if you go to foodbankscanada.ca and read the Hunger Count report, learn about the, the issue of hunger in Canada. Obviously, always um, there are food banks in every community across the country. So turn to your local food bank. They are always in need of food. They are always in need of funds and time if mm -hmm. you've got time to volunteer. So uh, let's talk a little bit about the federal government's poverty reduction strategy because mm -hmm. it, it currently, as you mentioned, includes things like the Canada Child Benefit to help alleviate some of the financial pressure. But now you, your group is advocating for new policies such as the Basic Income income Pilot Project and Affordable Child Care. But, but even if they go through, will they be enough? Well, we're always looking at what can be done for what the cohort that we're looking at now. Mm -hmm. um, the What we're seeing with the Canada Child Benefit is that the use of food bank, as I said, the use of food banks among children is going down. The trend is heading in the right direction. It's it's going down slowly, but we're seeing it as a positive step. Now what, what remains? We know that raising a family in Canada is costly, and child care is one of the biggest costs. So we're saying the next step now is to implement affordable child care across the country so that families are in a position to afford um, the, the and make ends meet and afford day-to-day -day living. So mm -hmm. that's a, a critical piece. The basic income pilot is because we're seeing social assistance rates have stagnated. Um, people aren't able to afford uh, to pay rent and to mm -hmm. eat on their social assistance rates. So let's build a Made in Canada solution around a basic income. And we think the federal government is in a position to pilot ideas across the country so that we can find an idea that works for us. And rent geared to income. And right? rent geared to income. So the, the federal government did implement the Canada mm -hmm. Housing Benefit, but it, it is a long term. It's not being implemented immediately. And we're seeing people coming to the food bank today that need that benefit right now um, because they're spending far too much of their income on, on housing. So we're, we're looking at positive changes that, that will have a real impact on people. Now, you said at, at the beginning when we started talking that the child the use, children's rates had gone down, but I thought in this report it did focus. It's still vastly overrepresented. Absolutely. So I think it's heartbreaking. I'm a mom. I think it's heartbreaking for all of us to think that the kids represent about 20% of the Canadian population, but they're 34% of food bank wow. users. And so I think that speaks to the cost of raising a family and how um, how challenging it is to mm -hmm. to raise a family in Canada, which is why we're advocating for the child care, affordable child care piece. Now, um, I've done work with with um, you know with food banks, Daily Bread Food Bank in, in particular, mm -hmm. and as I understand it, it, it's probably better all around for people to actually donate money because you you they, they food banks get better deals on buying food right. in bulk. Right? Absolutely. And, and food banks across the country are very grateful for the continued support mm -hmm. um, of the communities. So food funds and volunteer time obviously are all much appreciated. Food banks do um, appreciate funds because they want to offer an array of uh, healthy and nutritious foods to their clients and often can purchase, um, at, as you said, at a bulk rate mm -hmm. and be able to purchase the foods that they see as in demand with their clients. So things like meat and milk um, and 
dairy that maybe are harder to donate from the public. And I find that the bags that actually that a lot of the grocery stores put together, you know, that they sit at the end of the grocery uh, aisle are fantastic. Mm-hmm. And during the holidays, I mean, I just use my points. Oh, so if I have air miles wonderful. or PC Optimum points or whatever, I use my points to just purchase those bags and then drop them at, on the way out. And Absolutely. so it's, you know, it's it's not hurting my budget, you know, but it's an easy way to use my points to help somebody else. And you know that that package is has, you know, nutritious food in it. So Exactly. And right. those are the curated um, as the highest needs items. Right. So that's mm-hmm. great. That's a yep. lovely uh, suggestion. Yeah. Thank you for yeah. that. Good for you. <laughs> <laughs> I try. Okay. So now you, you've said, um, you, you've told us about the website, but say it again for those that either want to go on and learn more about this or maybe help you guys out yeah, with a little so donation. If you go to uh, foodbankscanada.ca and, and look at the Hunger Count Report, you can see all of the 2019 data around food bank use in Canada. Kirsten Beardsley, thank you very much uh, for doing what you do and you. for joining us today to tell us about thank it. Thank you so yeah. much for having me. What she What She Said with Christine Bentley and Kate Wheeler will be right back. What She Said She's powerful, wonderful, honest and lovable. Now back to What She Said with Christine Bentley and Kate Wheeler. may be coming to town in December, but credit card statements come in January. So joining us now is Francine Dick, who is a certified financial planner for more than 20 years um, and here today with tips for managing expenses over the holidays. Welcome to What She Said, Francine. Well, thank you very much for having me. Uh, Now, Canadian consumer debt is at a record level. Credit cards are charging upwards of 20% interest. I think we need your help. Um, What do people spend the most on over the holidays, do you think? So I think the the answer is definitely gifts. Mm -hmm. And that can be a big expense. So here's here's a few ideas to start with that people can think about Mm -hmm. when they are thinking of getting gifts. So the first one is something my son gave me probably over 20 years ago. And I can't remember if it was holidays, Mother's Day, birthday. But it was a little coupon book. Mm -hmm. And it was filled with things like good for one hug and good for one cleaning up my room and things like that. And the point is, I know it's so adorable. I have forgotten 95% of the things my children have bought me over the years, but I always remember that because it was so heartfelt. I'm killing myself laughing because I, my children are 24 and 25 now. I have their coupon books. I'm cashing them in now. Oh, (laughs) so I was literally, as she was saying this, in my head going through my brain, where are those coupon books? Because I need to be actually handing them in. So so that's a great idea. If you're a two-parent family, sit down with your child and make a coupon book for the other parent. If you have grandparents, I mean, imagine being a grandparent and you get like a little coupon book from your grandchild, you just melt. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's funny you mention older kids because I think this is something even teenagers could do, uh, you know, to give a coupon book, good for one hug, good for cleaning out the garage 
garage. Shoveling the driveway. Shoveling the driveway. Good for one dinner. Just the two of us talking with phones put away. And I think what that also teaches, Kate, is the the value of things is not always tied to money. Mm -hmm. That the Mm -hmm. value of things can be what you bring. But what if we really, really, really need to buy something for our significant others? So, and there are. I mean, you need to buy things for people. Hang on. My husband might like a coupon. <laughs> well, we can make it. We're adult. not going to even go yeah. into what's in that coupon box. <laughs> yes, an adult style coupon box. Um, so, you know, and you do have to buy gifts, office mm-hmm. parties, secret Santas, and that. So, one of the things I suggest, and if people don't have problems with money, that's great. But if you do, first of all, pay cash. Uh, either good old fashioned money you get out of a bank machine, and that's a very good visual aid for some people because you actually see it disappearing from your wallet, or use your debit card. And that way, the money is spent and mm-hmm. you don't have to worry about the credit card bill. Right. If you really like using your credit card to get points or whatever, uh, that's fine. Use your credit card and then you can go home and pay it off with cash mm-hmm. when mm-hmm. you do that. And that's a good way to keep uh, things under control. Uh, the other thing you can do, it's probably a bit late this year, but buy things throughout the year. Right. So you know, if you're shopping in February and they've got all the winter clearance things on and there's a beautiful sweater or a mm. beautiful bowl or something that you know would be a, a great gift uh, for someone at uh, the holiday time, then, you know, pick it up and put it away. And certainly not that I've ever done this, but <laughs> I, I've heard of people who actually start budgeting for Christmas in January and set aside money in a Christmas account uh, so they don't get caught up and swept up in, in you know, buying things that they don't and, have money for. And that's a great idea. Yeah. What about entertaining, though? Because that can be a big expense, and we all want to have our, Ouch, you know, yeah. families. Over. Yeah. Yeah, so a great thing for to keep expenses under control for entertaining and also to make it easier for yourself is just do potluck. I think a lot of people are doing that, and, I mean, it's so stressful trying to make everything. Just ask people. I do a lot of entertaining. I have a lot of dinners. I enjoy having people over, and everybody knows as soon as I ask them, what can I bring? So if you want to make the main course, um, that's great, and then people can bring dessert side dishes people love showing off what they can make too mm-hmm. you know so that's I a think great that's way an excellent point and i think that as a host um, it's really good to 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 think about that and actually write out what you want that menu to look like because what where i would get stuck people would say what can i bring and i'd go uh just whatever you want and then we'd end up with you know five cookie trays and <laughs> nobody would bring a salad so it's good uh-huh. to actually have something and so you can specifically say please bring the dinner rolls and then you know it's mm-hmm. covered Right, absolutely. I liked your idea of paying off the visa, because I like my points, of paying off the visa when you get home. I mean, I always pay mine off as soon as the bill comes in. I don't even wait for the due date. I guess get it out of the way, because I don't want that January, oh my God, guilt feeling, what am I What am I going to do? But, but you're saying pay it off the day you bought something. If And this is if you have difficulties with spending. If you can pay it off, if you know that, you know, you've spent whatever, two $3,000 and there's going to be a big bill in January and you have the money to pay that, hey, great, good for you, no problem. But if there's an issue with it, you go out and you spend $300, you go home and that evening you transfer $300 from your account 
to your uh, visa or credit card bill. How can people get in touch with you if they want to get in touch with you? So they can check my website out. Please do www.askfrancine.ca and my contact information is there. Perfect. Yeah. Thank you, Francine Dick, for joining us today. Great stuff. Well, thank you so much uh, for having me here and I hope everyone has a very great holiday. Connect with Christine Bentley and Kate Wheeler at WhatSheSaidTalk.com. Joining us now for Saturday Night at the Movies is What She Said film critic Ann Brody. And Ann, it's a beautiful day in the neighborhood. It certainly is. This film is... It's actually more about the reporter assigned to do a profile on oh. on Fred mm-hmm. Rogers, but Fred Rogers is the heart of the film. And Tom Hanks actually said in my story that, that we'll mention later um, that he dreamed of playing Mr. Rogers for 20 years. He's, Isn't he's, that odd? He's literally the perfect person to play He's it. America's sweetheart, right? right? Yes. Mm-hmm. Now, there was a, there's a further bit of interesting information I discovered. Ancestry did a study on Fred Rogers and Tom Hanks, and they are sixth cousins. <gasps> really? That that's amazing. Yeah, that's so <laughs> that's cool. And really, Mr. Separate. Rogers was America's first sweetheart, and then Tom Hanks. Yeah. So really <laughs> yes, perfect. yes, yes. Yeah. To heck with Julia Roberts. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if it's true or not, but I heard that, that she was actually under consideration to play Harriet Tubman. I read it yesterday in one of the trades. How would that work? It wouldn't work. Okay, right. Okay, no. Okay. Oh, my word. Where are we? Okay. So anyway, so this film is... Um, it. it is it based on a true story? Yes, is, it is. The it's, it's, reporter. Uh, Tom Junod from Esquire okay. was assigned to, to do a, a story on Fred Rogers as a hero. And he thought, oh, this is an act. This isn't right. real. And then so he goes to the set. He, he watches him as he interacts with the children, with the crew. And eventually he falls under his spell. And I've linked to the article that he wrote which is written from a child's point of view. Oh, it's just giving me shivers thinking about it. Right. All right. Speaking um, of it's sh- great. Speaking of shivers, uh, Frozen 2. Oh. There's lots of young girls <laughs> anticipating nice this way. one. I nice tried. Se- that was good. I tried. <laughs> I saw it. I grabbed it. I jumped it. <laughs> Excellent. I like it. I was even a little, I was like, where's she going with this? Uh, <laughs> so, yeah, so Frozen. Like? So Elsa and Anna have a big, big job to do. It's not actually named, but climate change is occurring. And Arendelle, their home and kingdom, is about to be swept under the water forever. So they have to enter an iron mist around this enchanted forest, which is perpetually autumn. So they they do make it through because they they have heart. So, uh, yeah, so they begin their their fight to bring the world back into balance. The color palette in this film is absolutely astonishing. Right. Oh my god, the autumn in the in the woods, the girls and their blues and purples. Anyway, I enjoyed it so very much. I found it to be um heartbreaking and sweet and the relationship between the girls is so wonderful and they're sisters and it's it's sisterhood and and working to help others and right. and about the environment. So mm. So when they're done saving Arendelle, they can come save us. <laughs> That's right. We they may can need help. become yeah. people. 
Okay, yeah. let me try another segue here. Uh-oh. Speaking of saving things, <laughs> um, marriage story. <laughs> oh, <my God>. <laughs> <laughs> because it's a, it's a cast hey, of thousands. Scarlett Johansson, Adam Driver, Laura Dern, Alan Alder, Ray Liotta. <laughs> I mean, it just goes on and on, but it's, yeah. it's, uh, I understand it, it was shot um, very simply. Like, a, it feels like watching a theater piece. Hmm. It's really intense. The language, the acting does it all for you. You don't need any, any kind of uh, fripperies around. So it's about this couple. It opens with his flashbacks describing his wife, all her wonderful qualities and attributes. And then she does a summary of him. But then we get to today, not a memory, but today, and they're they're breaking up. And the things that they say to each other are so cruel, mm-hmm. so beyond redemption. You can't believe you're watching it. And I think anyone going through a situation like this is going to feel <laughs> quite visceral. Right. Mm-hmm. So it kind of guts you watching So maybe it. I'll just avoid that movie. <laughs> oh, dear. Yeah, well, I think many may for this reason. So it's in theaters this week okay. and on Netflix on the 29th. Oh, wonderful. So great performances. Oh, boy. Yeah. Um, now, Waves, where is that playing? Because I've heard uh, heard about it, but it's, is it in it'll theaters be, on It'll on be at screen? Lightbox. Oh, Lightbox. Um, okay. Yeah, and uh, it's a, again, it's a very sad family film. Um, about a father, a wealthy African-American family living in Florida, and the father, played by Sterling K. Brown, is so intent on having his son's son be accomplished. He's a pianist. He's a star athlete wrestler. He gets top grades. But the son begins to shrink behind this power, this ominous power of his father. He breaks his arm, doesn't tell anyone. He continues to wrestle. Wow. Anyway, there's a ton of problems that come up. Um, it's It has a taste of moonlight in the look of it, uh, which I think is on purpose. It's quite complicated. It's a little, it's noisy, but again, it's life. I'm going to skip right down to Fleabag. Oh, yeah. I, I can't believe they're doing this. They're, they're, they're doing, a, what do they call it, a, a, live, a live telecast? Well, they do this with, with the opera all the yeah, time. Yeah, the opera. So, but they're yeah. going to do... Fleabag as a as a well, it was a one woman stage show, ah, which is how the series from. the series. I did not know oh, that. I yes, know that I didn't know it either until this week. Okay, so, so I think that would be worth seeing Cineplex for sure. Theaters November twenty third and twenty fourth. That'll be fun. Now, and you have interviews with the stars, directors from a bunch of these films, including Laura Dern, Adam Driver, the producer of Frozen Two, and and some more. But we can't tons more, tons more, and they're all up right Poor now Alex on WatchSetTalk dot com. What She Said with Christine Bentley and Kate Wheeler will be right back. What She Said She's powerful, wonderful, honest and lovable Now back to What She Said with Christine Bentley and Kate Wheeler. making plans for winter travel and why wouldn't you be with polar vortexes holding many of us in icy grips already travel expert candace sampson says mazatlan should be at the top of your list candace you've put together a what you need to know before you go and you made that rhyme well done (laughs) so tell us uh well you know i i when i initially was invited to come to mazatlan i had mentioned to a few people that i was going and I, i i got either two reactions one was never heard of it 
where is it? Mm-hmm. Or secondly, you know, um, I thought, you know, that was sort of, uh, we were over that destination. Uh, I always thought, I thought of, it reminded me of sort of that love boat era, oh, you know, really? of travel. Uh, the it, 80s? The, well, 70s, early yeah. 80s. Yeah, that was sort of the heyday of, of Mazatlan in my mind. But actually, they're undergoing a huge renaissance right now. Um, I was able to interview um, Carlos Burdicke, who is the head of El Cid Hotels and the VP Uh of the Mazatlan Hotel Association down there. And he told me there is no other tourist town in the whole country that is receiving more investment and investing more in its infrastructure than in Mazatlan. And that's actually, it's impossible not to notice the investment when you're there. Uh, There is a uh, 21-kilometer Malacan, which is uh, a boardwalk, essentially, uh, along the Pacific Ocean. And it's freshly paved. It's got a beautiful bike path. There's huge public works of art. I'm looking Uh, at your pictures right now. It's gorgeous. It is is stunning. Um, A beautiful, gorgeous beach along the way with tons of places. Um, One of the things I really noticed, actually, there was, was there were so many beaches that it was it you didn't get that crowded overcrowded sense that mm-hmm. you would get on some beaches it, you really did generally were able to stretch out and enjoy okay well first of all let's let's go right back to the top sure. where exactly is it okay so mazatlan is uh north of um Puerto Vallarta, and it's uh, east across the Sea of Cortez from Cabo San Lucas. So can you fly directly into the spot? Well, so in a wonderful stroke of luck for Canadians, there are 12 <laughs> gateways this winter. Uh, Sunwing Vacations is offering uh, 12 gateways from cities across Canada that takes you directly to ah, Mazatlan, which is I hate wonderful. Trans- I hate transfer right, and, and I killing think, that. Like, almost you lose a whole day. And right? Well, most of us do, right? Mm-hmm. Because we just want to get there. Mm-hmm. Um, so that is that is wonderful news with that with 12 gateways across Canada um, going there. Um, the other thing that I really, uh, that I was surprised at was to find out that it's actually quite a value destination. Um, Cabo San Lucas is very expensive, very close by. Mm-hmm. Um, and compared to Cabo San Lucas, it is uh, m- much more affordable. And I don't think you lose out on anything. You get all of the great things that come with it. In fact, Cabo San Lucas, the beaches are not swimmable. I don't know if you know that. I but did you, not know you that. cannot swim on the beaches in Cabo, it's, it's far too dangerous. Uh, so for me, that's dangerous, dangerous for uh, riptides and ah, undertow. Okay. So you actually can't swim on the beaches or, um, in Cabo San Lucas. Oh. Uh, so beautiful destination. But if uh, swimming in the ocean is your thing, uh, mm, not so much, that. right? <laughs> okay. You mentioned um, safety. Let's, because I sure. think in a lot of people's minds that it's that's an, a problem. It's an elephant in the room, right? Yep. We see a headline, we get scared, and we balk. Uh, you know, and so I, I've always said, you know, you have to look at these things um, with a different lens. And um, I felt nothing but safe the entire time I was in Mazatlan. Uh, if you go to the Canadian uh, website, uh, the government website, which I think everybody should go to before you travel, uh, it's it's currently use, uh, use you know, um, uh, exercise, uh, you know, a degree of caution, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, which you should do anywhere, even in your own backyard. <laughs> That's true. Would you? But would you call it a family-friendly? It's definitely a family-friendly destination. Um, they are actually investing. Uh, they really are investing in that family-focused uh, destination. They are right now. They are working on a thirty-two and a half 
acre uh, park that will have an aquarium, a museum, a new malecon around a lagoon that will be stocked with sea life. Um, it's it's actually quite stunning. I was able to see some of the artist's renderings and what they've got planned. Um, but in the here and the now, uh, there is a ton to do. Mm-hmm. There is a ton of adventure excursions you can do, zip lining, ATVing. Uh, I, I was able, you know, of course, I'm going to seek your, out. I'm seeking out adventure. You have a bucket every, list, right? <laughs> so I, I even went ziplining upside down, uh, which was great. Uh, and then you know, it's also um, a nature lover's dream. You know, you can get out um, on the water. You can see whales and dolphins and scuba and snorkel. It's wonderful. Okay, what about the food? Because that's uh, that's a can be yeah. dodgy. So can the be excellent. food was amazing. And I did not expect this. I went all in on an adventure. I was not expecting to be blown away by the culinary scene there. But the authentic Mexican food, Mm. oh, wow, just so Mm. good. And uh, for shrimping, um, it is really like uh, Forrest Gump land there, or Bubba Gump, because they have shrimp from September to February. That's their season. And so the shrimp is, um, you can get every type of shrimp you can imagine, but also fresh tuna and snapper. So uh, for pescatarians, it's great, but also, uh, you know, for for beef and vegetarians, like there was just a ton of amazing and delicious options everywhere from food trucks to gourmet dining. So where can people go to learn more? Well, you can go to my blog on lifeunpleasantville.com. Mm-hmm. But if you want even more travel inspiration, you can go to Go Mazatlan Now. Go Mazatlan Now. Now, now also, just quickly, because you talked about that website for Canada website that you thought people should check before they travel anywhere. Yep. yep. Which particular That website? is the Government of Canada uh, website for travel. And I link out to it in, the, in my blog post. Uh, so, yeah, I actually have that bookmarked. I oh, always really? go to it. Yes. Excellent. Excellent yes. advice. Thank you very much. Connect with Christine Bentley and Kate Wheeler at WhatSheSaidTalk.com. If you've ever wanted to embrace your sixth sense, now you can and right in the heart of Vaughn. Joining us now is Wang Lee, who is the president of Six Sense Spa and Nail Lounge. Welcome to What She Said. Thank you so much um, for having me on the show today. We're excited to have you. I hear you have some exciting things at the spa. So I'm a little nervous. It's my first time on radio. <laughs> the very first so it's a time we'll be gentle with you, Wang. We really will. Um, so, so, okay, so tell us um, exactly about some of the specialized treatments you offer. Actually, let's wait on that because I want to know how long you've been in operation because all this kind of stuff. Are you brand new? Have you been around for a while? Uh, we actually is a brand new uh, business. We recently opened it for two months. We started out in September, mm-hmm. um, and um, it's our first location in Vance anyway. And just our business. How's it going? Uh, so far, it's doing quite well um, mm-hmm. with the help of the, um, you know, um, the local supportings um, and the spread in the routes. Yep. Yeah. So. Um, what are some of the services provided at Sixth Sense? Um, at Sixth Sense, uh, we do provide uh, a variety of uh, services, mm-hmm. uh, especially with the pedicure and manicures. But mm-hmm. beside that, we also offer um, different type of facials um, and um, massages. Uh, especially, uh, we also offer resistor massage therapy for our clients as well. That make a difference from the other traditional nails and and. Uh, Tell us what that routes. is. What do you? What is that? I'm not familiar with what you're talking about. What you said that was different? Uh, the different is we actually open, uh, we offer a whole package for the clients instead of just the nail 
and pedicure and manicures itself. We do offer uh, facial services mm-hmm. um, and massage, uh, massage, uh, massage yeah. as well. Yeah. So it's a it's full service. It's a full service. Yeah. Well, it it's, really is full service because they're licensed. Really? Yes. So you serve cocktails. We oh, do. Yes. That's a plus. <laughs> <laughs> we we. That's a differentiator. <laughs> yes, definitely. We our intention. Um, open up this business, not just like the traditional mm-hmm. um, nail and shop before. We want to create an environment for all the women, all the men come in, uh, as well as their families, members as well, come in and enjoy um, a, a moment of experience, you know, just not getting pampered. It's just not doing nails and, and So massages. it's really a place to go and socialize as well. Definitely, that's our reason. Yes. Wonderful. That's that's fun. Do you can you accommodate private parties? We do. We have a a private function room that actually can accommodate around ten guests at uh, at the time. Mm -hmm. Um, Especially with a bridal party for. I was going to say perfect for a hen party party and private functions. Uh, but beside that, we are uh, we uh, our space is quite big. It's around fifty six hundred square feet. Wow. I think right now is one of the biggest one in Toronto or in the GTA area. Mm-hmm. We actually can accommodate um, a bigger group, like a private function uh, booking for events as well. Office mm. Christmas parties. Oh, definitely yes. Treat your employees. That's nice. Why not? Mm. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Don't get too. Don't get too. <laughs> <laughs> well, now I'm sad. <laughs> so, what makes Six Sense uh, different when it comes to new technology? I think with technology, we also using the latest technology, especially with all, you know, the pedicure and manicures. Uh, There's technology with the pedicure? Yeah, I think, you know, we have massages on, on the chairs. You know, right. when you sit, oh, there yeah, will be nice. uh, massage almost every, everywhere on your body. We also have, we also have uh, a lot of the plugs in for your iPads and iPhones. So right. when you're waiting to have your pedicure manicures, you actually can be able to watch your... Or, um, watch your yeah yeah, what, yeah. Well, watch Netflix or watch your yeah, right. whatever yeah. <laughs> with yes. got, now can you actually have a drink as you're sitting in the, in uh, the yes you can chair? yes yes we offer right I may ne- never leave I <laughs> mean <laughs> <laughs> yeah, really just let's yes. just think about this you're sitting with a cocktail in a yes. massage chair having your feet rubbed yeah yes yeah that's heaven <laughs> well that's what we hope uh, we actually offer um, na- unlimited non uh, free Non-alcohol beverages, drinks, especially uh, espresso, coffee, cappuccino, um, juices, uh, you name it. So it's all free. Are are there any any little nibbles? Anything to eat that you can get? Well, we we try to be on on the healthy side. So we offer nuts, uh, something that's more healthy. That's great. Mm -hmm. Yes. That's a great idea. So, uh, okay, this could be an awkward question, but... With all these extra services, how do your rates compare to your competitors in the neighborhood? I think we are very competitive uh, in terms of rates um, mm-hmm. to our competitors um, in the areas. Um, we also try to focus on uh, a food services. Um, that's where we want to be. You know, our, we want our clients to come in, uh, leave the place with help, uh, happy uh, and good experience. Mm-hmm. Um, that's where we focus on. Now you've also got a selfie station. Uh, yes. So what what's that to to show off your 
Your nails, uh, got you all know, the nowadays set up then and we have you know the younger clients, the younger generation, they always want to be on uh, you know Instagram and Facebook, and that's mm-hmm. where we recognize. Yeah, it's, uh, it's, that's not, it's not so, the older generation. Yeah, I'm on. I'm on all the time. <laughs> <laughs> but you, we, we're not really technologies wise, right? I'm Myself neither. So we actually uh, set up a like a canopy in the front. We wanna, we love green, so we actually have a lot of uh, trees and stuff at the canopy. So you know, make it like more like a a, a corner for uh, people come in and, and do little pictures and show it on Instagram where they are at the moment. So let's talk about nail art for a minute. Yeah. So what what is nail art exactly? Well, it's it's nail art is 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 a trendy. Uh, uh, Right now, with uh, you know, I think uh, for the younger generation, they love to have not just traditional polish. Mm-hmm. Um, they want to have arts on their nails, you know, so they be able to be like, especially like Christmas seasons. Right. Um, they want to polish their nails in. Uh, you can put jewels arts. in art. Yeah, you they, can you, put jewels diamonds. In you you have diamonds. You have different type of shapes. You have different type of arts. Uh, it's sparkly on, for Christmas. Yes, spark, yes and how definitely. Long do, how long do they typically last? Uh, usually it lasts about two to three weeks. It wow. depends on how the your nails are right. as well. And it depends on yeah, if you're doing yeah. doing a lot of dishes without yeah. <laughs> right. your gloves on, it won't last, it, it won't last long. But there's, definitely. But there's lots of, of changes in, in the finishes with, with nails that do last longer, whether it's yeah. a gel or... The polish itself yeah, as the well. Polish so nowadays with new technology, they come out with you know different type of chairs and different type of polishes. Actually, it lasts longer. But our, at our salon, we have a policy that we guarantee uh, a week guarantee if the clients come out uh, during the week and for some reason their polish get uh, chipped. chipped. That's fantastic. Um, coming back, we we change it. We do it for you know as a free uh, replacement. That's uh, that is really good. Yes. yes. Yeah. We yeah. we want clients to you know come out happily, so that that's our policies. Mm-hmm. So okay, uh, and where now? You said it's 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 big as you said, fifty seven hundred square feet. So yeah. where exactly in Vaughan are you? Uh, we are at fifty seven five seven five Western Road in the same plaza with Costco and the Colossus Center, uh, just right at Highway Seven and Western Road. Well, everyone needs to go to the nail spa. And it's very close. Yeah. <laughs> it's very close to the radio stations. You can, can pass by doing your lunch time. <laughs> uh, yeah, absolutely. Um, and, and you have um, uh, the website is? Yeah. It's six, the number six, sixcentsbeauty.com. Now, can you go online and can you book appointments? Definitely. You online? can book it online from our websites um, from the Six Sense and, and you can book it directly on services from, from online as well. And you're open seven days a week? We open from seven days a week. Um, Monday to Friday 10 to 8 and Saturdays Sundays um, 10 to 7. So I'm just going to drop a major hint yeah. because the holidays are coming up. Yes. So can you go online and buy gift certificates for people? Uh, not at the moment. We, uh, we, we offer gift certificates offline at the moment. Okay. We're working on um, the service for uh, uh, so selling you can gift pop into you the spa in, yes. and pick up a gift and certificate. Pick up a gift certificate. Yes, Perfect. Yes. 
Wow. So how how like how many people have you got working there? Uh, right now we have all together is around twenty five staffs. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. we actually we can accommodate uh, with uh, a large groups that come in. Mm-hmm. Uh, lately we experienced that we have um, families actually amazingly that we you know I thought uh, originally I thought that's only women actually come into this, but now we started figuring out that we have families come in with their that's children, wonderful. small children. Oh, and, my husband loves a yeah, good pedicure. And mm-hmm. and the reason we we ask them and the reason why. Why they came with the families and they love the space. There's a lot of space and, you know, actually it's more like a bonding time for a whole family. So they have like two children sitting next to them and then the parents are doing panicures. And they also do panicures. And they have a drink. Uh, the kids have coffee, juices, but, the, you know, uh, the parents can have a little more drinks and, and they love the service. Yeah. Well, Wang Li, thank you very much for joining us. Again, it's six, the number six, sixcentsbeauty.com. Thank you so much for having us today, and I hope uh, you can stop and check out our salon. Me too. Now back to what she said with Christine Bentley and Kate Wheeler. holiday concert. I know I do. And if you are looking for a night out to celebrate one of the most joyful times of the year, Beauty, Passion, Voice, Christmas is the place to be. Joining us now is Anya, Katja, and Eugenia. They are the all female, obviously, trio of classically trained opera singers that makes up Viva Trio. Welcome to what she said. Thank you so much. So you are going to be performing at at the event. It takes place on Friday, November 29th at the Vaughan City Playhouse. So tell us what people can expect. So it's a full-out Christmas concert. We've got, uh, I believe there are five featured artists, Alisa obviously being one of them, and us. Lots of Christmas favorites, classics. Mm -hmm. Um, We will be also performing probably one of our, I think it's a little bit of a surprise, but we have a surprise track coming up. Mm-hmm. One of mm-hmm. our uh, our classic mm-hmm. uh, favorite covers. Um, so yeah, other than that, the uh, holiday classics. Holiday classics. What about opera? Oh yeah, we'll yeah. in in our in our <laughs> classical crossover style. Yeah. Okay. So how did the three of you get together? Oh, okay. Kat um, is speaking here. So um, I was kind of like the person that. Um, pulled this idea together. Mm-hmm. Uh, I used to be a single performer uh, in classical opera genre for a very long time. And at one point I said, well, I think it would be fun again, right, to get some peers along and, uh, you know, sing uh, something in harmony. I always loved um, harmony. I was uh, loved the collaboration. Mm-hmm. And Anna came on board for uh, first and then Erin, um, uh, just a little note that our original member, Erin Fisher, mm-hmm. uh, will be not performing with us this concert, okay. but uh, she just delivered a baby boy, Hudson. Uh, so congrats, Erin. And we were so thankful to have Eugenia with us Wonderful. for yes, this wonderful. concert. <laughs> yes, yeah. Oh, that's awesome. great. Yeah. But you, 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 you've performed all over Canada, 
right? Yes. You've performed all over Canada, the U.S. and yeah, Europe. Yeah, mm-hmm. we've traveled quite a bit and performed, yeah. Wow. We released our debut album, Nothing Else Matters, uh, approximately just under two years ago now. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so we've been touring with that, and uh, we went overseas and did a bit of that. Because of the, vari- the variety of the music mm. you're going to sing at this concert, would it be a good place... Um, for children to be introduced oh, absolutely. to, Eugene, you want to talk this about this? Is that? truly a show for everyone, um, families. Um, really, it's it's going to there's going to be a lot of holiday joy. So, um, and we wanted to mention that we are going to be drawing for two tickets at our rehearsal this Sunday. Mm. Um, we're going to be going live yep. on um, social media at four p.m. on at Twitter. Four, at four p.m. And on Facebook. Oh, on not fa- on Twitter. On Facebook. There you go. <laughs> Too many social media <laughs> platforms. Okay. And um, drawing for two for two tickets to so the concert. Find us what? on Facebook and get in touch. Yes. Okay, what are they looking there. for? They're looking for at Viva Trio. At Viva yes. Trio. Yeah. Okay, that's sounds... Instagram, Facebook, mm-hmm. at Viva yeah. Trio. Okay, so that sounds fantastic. And thank you for joining us today. Thank you so thank much you for, for having, having us. us. So excited. Well, Viva Trio gets ready to perform. We are joined by Elisa Melatesta. And Beauty Passion Voice Christmas is actually your show. Yes, it is. Welcome to what she said. Thank you. Elisa, <laughs> um, you've been an opera singer since you were 15. Yes. And studied at the Royal Conservatory. Um, tell us, what are you most looking forward to about the show? Um, I'm looking forward to performing with Viva Trio for the first time. Um, I'm so excited that they agreed to perform with me because <laughs> uh, I know that they've been out there a lot. So, um, And I'm also looking forward to promoting my uh, first Christmas album, uh, Grown Up Christmas List. So Beauty, Passion, Voice is also the title of your album though, right? Yes, my, uh, crossover, my first album. So tell us, why did you call it that? Uh, my actually, my voice teacher thought of that. Uh, I was thinking of some other names like singing for you or something like that, but she actually thought of beauty, passion, voice because of because re- she said it represents me uh, a lot. I've been oh, with her since I was wonderful. since I was seventeen. So, and, and uh, what's your favorite genre to sing? Uh, opera is my main genre, mm-hmm. but um, I've really expanded through to uh, singing musical theater and pop, and uh, so it's it's been a lot of fun. Okay, so Beauty Passion Boys Christmas uh, takes place at 8 p.m. on Friday, November 29th at the Vaughn City Playhouse. Uh, tickets are available online. Yes, correct? they are. Okay, uh, so search Beauty Passion Boys Christmas, or you can go through the Vaughn City Playhouse box office uh, by calling 905-303-2000. Um, and we're going to get to hear you sing. Yeah, yes, any minute. But I'm so we excited. also mention that Christopher Dallow, Songsbury, Stephen... Yes. Tar- target, target, yes. Um, the harpist Rosemary Rosen and yes. host Pablo Dassin will also be taken yes, to the stage. Yes, they will. They're my special guests. That's yes. excellent. And it's, Christopher it's Dallo fantastic. and Songsbury are also featured on my on the Christmas album. All right. Yeah. Well, um, that is it for what she said this weekend. We'll be back again next Saturday at noon, right here on 105.9 The Region. But singing us out now, here is Elisa Malatesta and Viva Trio performing a Christmas medley. sat upon your knee I wrote to you with childhood fantasies Well I'm all grown up now and still need help somehow 
not for myself, but for a world in need. Well, here's my lifelong wish, my grown-up Christmas list, not for myself, but for a world in need. No more lives torn apart and wars would never start and time would heal our hearts and everyone would have a friend and love would never end and love would never end This is my grown-up Christmas list No more lives torn apart would never start and time would heal our hearts and everyone would have a friend and love would always win and love would never This is my grown-up Christmas list. This is my only lifelong wish. This is my grown-up Christmas list. Angels, we have heard of high sweetly singing o'er the plains and the mountains in reply echoing the joyous strains Gloria in excelsis Deo Gloria in excelsis
it is your favorite girl. That's right, it's the Ali Mars, the one and the only. Everyone else just ain't me. I am the host of Welcome to Mars, a lifestyle podcast where nothing is off the table. I have come a long way from sex and dating and have transformed the new vibe to all things lifestyle. We still talk sex, but I'm more interested in the journey, where people have come from, how they made it, and where they're going. Subscribe or follow to a brand new look and a brand new era. Welcome to Mars. Subscribe or follow on Apple, Spotify, Google, or at theallymars.com. Because even with the new look, I'm still that same bitch you love to hate. What happens when we play outside? We become healthier, both mentally and physically. We become more creative and more focused. We connect with nature, each other, and ourselves. Let's take this outside. A new podcast hosted by me, Marianne Iveson, an aspiring outdoor athlete and nature lover. I speak to athletes, outdoor professionals, and scientists about their connection to nature, how it affects their performance and everyday life. Let's take this outside. Available on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and Google Podcasts, and at letstakethisoutside.ca. Another Sound Off Media Company podcast.